1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: Hello, today is September 9, 2023, and welcome to this edition of Arbitrage Weekend News. I'm your host, Daniel Hopwood, and today we'll be talking about the three things you need to know going into this weekend. Bitcoin ETFs, what to do when a trade goes against you, and much more. To start, here are the three things you need to know going into this weekend. NASDAQ faces its fourth consecutive down day with Apple, its key player, witnessing a significant plunge. The tech giant stock lost roughly $200 billion in 48 hours, stemming from Bloomberg's revelation about China's potential extension of its iPhone band. Apple's stronghold in China as both a mammoth market and production epicenter keeps investors on their toes. The Workplace Satisfaction Thermometer reads a chilly low in the US, the worst since the 2020s onset, as highlighted by Bamboo HR. Workers are increasingly feeling detached from their routine jobs. A deep dive reveals that since January 2023, unhappiness has grown tenfold among the 57,000 workers surveyed. Factors ongoing COVID impacts, job cuts, and a press to return to office. Tech professionals have the highest level of dissatisfaction with a staggering 145% drop in satisfaction over the last three years. Case in point, when the dating app Grindr mandated office return, almost half its staff walked out. Moreover, Deloitte's recent study suggests two-thirds of remote workers would resign if full-time office was mandated. On a brighter note, those seeking job contentment, construction is booming with Bamboo HR noting it as the happiest sector, while education and healthcare trail with all-time low cheerfulness. Walter Isaacson's upcoming biography on Elon Musk is already turning heads, all thanks to a CNN release excerpt. A deep dive reveals Musk's discreet order last year to shut down Starlink satellites near Crimea, as Ukrainian submarines were strategically moving towards the Russian fleet. The reason, Musk was uneasy with his Starlink aiding a potential Ukrainian assault, risking a bigger, possibly nuclear confrontation. Despite this, Starlink has been deeply rooted in the Ukrainian conflict, primarily post Russia's 2022 invasion, playing a role in the Ukrainian communication, except when it didn't. This showcases Musk's influence, causing unease among US leaders, with many viewing him as an influential, albeit unelected official, those are three things you need to know today, brought to you by Arbitrage Trade, your trusted place for business, finance, and tech information.
0: Prop Us Kids presents, what to expect when you're expecting a teenager, learning the lingo.
2: GOAT, G-O-A-T,
0: acronym, stands for greatest of all time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner. They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org brought to you by the US Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council.
3: Hey Darren, welcome back. Hey Royce. Um, have you ever been in a bad trade?
1: Has a bad trade ever gone against you? Absolutely not. Every single one is it's been just get ass- out of my <laughs> mind. get out. We're not talking about Do this. you see how much gray hair I have. Yes, I've been in a few bad trades. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. It's almost impossible if you're a trader to not be in bad trades.
1: There's something wrong or you're cheating
3: if you ever. Right. So (laughs) I guess this session, I want to talk about what do you do when you get in bad
1: trades? Any advice? Just besides pitching a fit and all the people around
3: you and that kind of thing. But yeah, emotions are definitely involved in bad trades for sure.
1: One (laughs) thing I am good at is is there's another day. You lived another day, right? You you have the right emotional response to something so terrible for a day that you just, you say, wait a minute, this is just one day. I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to bet at all on red, you know, because I lost it on black. I'm not going to do that. Right. Yeah.
3: It's, it's revenge trading doesn't get you anywhere. Basically getting mad at the system, getting mad at yourself, taking it out on yourself. That doesn't make the market do
1: anything. It only hurts you. We have an article coming out about blood pressure, don't we? I
3: I believe so. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The timing of that. Wow.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Blood pressure (laughs) does go up when, when trades go down. So it's really hard to basically stay
1: focused when it feels like your world is crumbling. Right. Well, if you, the other thing is you just don't, you don't make your whole world about that trade, you know, And, and, and if you are if you watch like the mainstream media and, and they're going to be talking about it, which further makes you mad because look, this is down 10% today. It's like, Oh well, no, yeah. no, just turn it off and do something healthy. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like uh, go make a trading plan. Because if you don't plan your trades, typically you're just riding on emotions and hoping to do a big butt no whammy stop moment. And hopefully you're going to win. Hope is not a strategy
1: definitely a plan if you're going to be playing in the market and what's more important is sticking to that strategy because people get into the heat of the moment and they forget all about that strategy they made which was the smart thing to do and then they do the not so smart not so smart thing that's right
3: and i've even seen people where um they're up i mean they're tremendously up and they don't put a trailing stop in there there's no type of stop loss put in place it's like you know what I'm up five thousand dollars. I'm up forty eight hundred dollars. I'm up twenty two hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm down
1: fifty dollars. Where oh. was the stop loss? Well, at some point you have to take your profit with the amount of money that you put in it. And then it's house money from there, right? I mean, yeah, you do that, you 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 put twenty-five percent stop, and then you go for another twenty-five and another twenty-five, which is what I like to do. I I, I deal with twenty-fives. Yeah,
3: 25 is a great way hedge funds do. They literally scale out of a position so they don't move the market, and that way they actually capture their return. 100%. So it, a lot of people typically don't consider scaling out. It It's crazy, but what are you going to do? Well,
1: also, you can hedge your bet. Oh, so, that,
3: that's a good, that's a good point that's a, too.
1: That's a great, and that goes back to how you plan and your strategy getting into a trade, right? You, you yes. just, you, you you hedge that bet just in case it doesn't go well, then this other one will go well. Yep. Uh, or even
3: average down when basically they they do a split or a reverse split. Yeah, you can average down to save your life. Um, this is just a little bit of uh, advice. You can find a, a whole lot more about this on our blog on arbitragetrade.com slash blog. Thank you again, Darren, and we will see you next week. What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if if they can think it, they can do it.
2: That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots.
1: <laughs> and
0: now a speech.
1: I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing
3: is,
0: he knows when he's buzzed.
3: And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call
2: me a ride.
0: Love that guy. Me too.
1: Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the ad council. Mm. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org.
0: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back to another segment of winners and losers for the week. This week's winner is sports betting companies like DraftKings and FanDuel. The NFL season kickstarted earlier this week with the Kansas City Chiefs facing off against the Detroit Lions. And while fans were excited about the game, the sports betting industry is in the limelight. A recent survey by the American Gaming Association anticipates a significant rise in the number of bets placed this season, forecasting that 73.5 million U.S. adults will place bets this year, a substantial increase from 27 million in 2022. This boom makes companies like DraftKings thrive. DraftKings, alongside FanDuel, reigns dominant in the sports betting market. While their shares have seen a substantial rise this year, with DraftKings seeing a 175% spike, others in the market are struggling to maintain their share and are scaling down. Like FUBU TV, another big move in the sector is PointsBet selling its US business to fanatics, indicating a strategy towards profitability. An intriguing twist in the saga is the introduction of ESPN Bet, a product of Disney's ESPN in collaboration with Penn Entertainment. While it's launching mid-season, the huge coverage of ESPN across platforms will ensure its strong presence. However, experts believe that the introduction serves more as a marketing strategy for ESPN rather than a significant threat to existing players. While the entry of ESPN bet could stimulate promotional activities, companies like Gambling.com might benefit. Looking at the broader view, DraftKings and Penn Entertainment lead in the Roundhill Sports Betting and iGaming ETF, indicating the former's influential stance in the sector. Reflecting on DraftKings recent performance, it successfully achieved a positive EBITDA in Q2, causing its shares to spike. Operating under the DraftKings and Golden Nuggets brand, the company has seen revenue surge by 88% to $875 million in Q2, exceeding expectations. Their strategy of improving customer retention, introducing in-house betting capabilities, and new live betting markets has significantly contributed to their improved financial results. Concluding, while it was previously speculated that betting on DraftKings in the short term would be a very easy money bet, the long-term speculations remain optimistic as well. The ESPN bet might be making waves and should not be underestimated. It's evident that they've been earning their title as the winner of the week in the sports betting arena. This week's loser is Amazon. In recent developments, Amazon has been potentially staring down the barrel of a lawsuit from the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC, that seeks to dismantle its monopoly in the e-commerce world. The threats don't stop stateside. European regulators are also zooming in, signaling a heightened scrutiny over Amazon's sprawling business practices. Essentially, the world's e-commerce juggernaut is being confronted on multiple fronts over its dominance. The major concern here is how breaking up Amazon would affect its existing business model. For 25 years, Amazon integrated and diversified operations having cross-promoted its services, leveraging its vast reach to amplify sales. Considering how Amazon Web Services, independent retailers on its platform, or the integration of Ring doorbells with Prime memberships, dissecting such an intricate system could stifle growth rates, inflate operating costs, and impact profitability. The EU's recent announcement, branding Amazon and other big tech giants as gatekeepers of the internet, is no minor footnote. The Digital Markets Act will impose stringent fair play requirements on how Amazon interacts with independent retailers on its platform. It poises a significant challenge to the company's longstanding strategy of controlling a massive share of the online retail space. Despite the looming clouds of regulatory action, Amazon's stock seems resilient or perhaps oblivious. The valuations remain excessive, especially when considering that Amazon's earnings and free cash flow yields are bafflingly low compared to the risk-free treasury yield above 5%, The company's growth has substantially slowed in 2022 through 2023, and the current valuation makes less sense, especially when pitted against competitors like Microsoft, Google, and Apple. Technically, momentum for Amazon shares have been weaning since June, indicating potential vulnerability. Insider trading over the last year paints a telling picture. Insiders are overwhelmingly selling and not buying. That does little to inspire confidence for prospective investors. Given Amazon's current trajectory, the potential government intervention could very well be a catalyst triggering a significant drop in share price. The risk reward matrix currently leans towards more downside than upside. While Amazon has been an undeniable titan in the tech world, current challenges, both regulatory and economic, hint at stormy waters ahead. For those holding on to Amazon shares or considering an investment, now might be a time to revisit and reassess your strategy. Those are our winners and losers for the week. And don't forget to check out our webinar on Sunday, hosted by our founder and CEO, Royce, where he goes over many stocks similar to Amazon.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
0: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
4: My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In
3: response to attacks against Asian-Americans... Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community.
4: There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community.
3: Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Royce. Uh, What are we talking about today?
4: The economics of pumpkin spice.
3: I like economics. I like pumpkin spice. This should be interesting. Well, let's go.
4: <laughs> what do you got? So, so um, you know, it's apparently the fall. It doesn't feel like it here in Memphis as hot uh, as it's been. It's
3: in the 80s. It's a little it, bit better. It's a
4: little better. You're right. We did get some nice rain recently. But um companies have started putting out their pumpkin spiced autumn oh, flavor me. things.
3: I'm going to Starbucks. <laughs> right, <Pumpkin> right. Spice <laughs> <latte. their> <laughs> <laughs> right next door gimme gimme so
4: the pumpkin spice latte psl has now been around as of this year for 20 years whoa yeah I mean, it's no
3: longer a teenager
4: it's not, <laughs> it's not it's not it's almost legal age right all right oh right
3: <laughs> pumpkin latte hello
4: <laughs> let's go they do no. make some pumpkin beers Oh, well, not starbucks but, i'm
3: like whoa but, so when did i miss that there,
4: there are some pumpkin beers out there so as companies release their fall flavors they you know people get excited for them but how
3: many things can you put pumpkin spice in i mean seriously
4: you would be surprised
3: okay (laughs) Um,
4: there there was a market analysis that showed that there were over 138 thousand thousand (laughs) thousand pumpkin spice things that you could purchase so we're not just talking about the Krispy Kreme donuts, the Starbucks pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, IHOP has pumpkin donuts, but I started looking since I wrote this article over the weekend when I went to do our grocery shopping, I kind of started looking around. There's pumpkin muffins, pumpkin bread. Obviously that all the brains now have pumpkin flavor coffee. There's all the coffee creamers. I want to try them all. Pokemon. All right. <laughs> <Makes sense. laughs> but there's also pumpkin flavored dog food. So you know you're I
3: want to know who tested it.
4: Your dog, <laughs> y- your new dog, Little Pepper. Yeah, you he... can get in on some pumpkin spice dog food. The the strangest item I found.
3: All right, let's hear it.
4: Cinnamon pumpkin scented trash bags. Okay. Okay.
3: Hey, it's better than the smell of the normal trash can. True. So
4: very true. I- I'll take that. So you know, companies have taken this idea. They saw how successful Starbucks was, so they've taken it and tried to put pumpkin into everything. Now,
3: I wonder why apple spice didn't catch on as well. Oh, I know at Thanksgiving.
4: I love that's how I know
3: apples. it's holidays.
4: Right? Right? Yes. So,
3: but pumpkin spice versus apple. I don't know. Maybe we have to do an article on that. See, <laughs> see, see how they uh,
4: and how they compare.
3: How they compare and yeah. correlate.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, Which one
3: costs more? I heard that there's a uh,
4: yeah. So it's kind of called the the pumpkin tax. Um, is is what some people call it. There was a study, um, and it showed it, it compared prices from six different retailers. Okay. And they compared like regular bread to pumpkin bread. Okay. Regular box of muffin mix to pumpkin, pumpkin muffin mix. mix regular okay. creamer to pumpkin creamer, and they found on average this pumpkin tax. The average on pumpkin spice items was 8.8%.
3: Okay. So next fall, arbitrage trade assists with pumpkin with spice.
4: Pumpkin. <laughs> but people are paying for it. Oh, and so wow. they they now have started releasing things earlier. Uh-huh. You know, like like, like ear- how early?
3: Like October. Like, no,
4: no, no. The the earliest I saw was um uh Krispy Kreme on August 7th.
3: Wow, that's really early. And now I want some Krispy Kreme. Thank you, Caroline, (laughs) for joining us. (laughs) Uh, I think we're going to go get some.
4: We'll talk next week.
3: Sounds good. Bye-bye.
4: You know, I grew up hearing that women are bad with money. But like many of you, I spent years paying bills, managing checking accounts, and taking care of my family. So, turns out, women are pretty good with money after all. And now, I'm taking control of my financial future by saving for retirement. It's never too late to start, and there's a great website to help you. Check out WeSaySaveIt.org and jumpstart your retirement savings on your budget and your timeline. That's it.org. brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just
2: changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving, just isn’t worth it.
4: Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellowlight, and the Ad Council.
2: In this week’s financial deep dive, we’ll go into Bitcoin entering the mainstream media again. The so Bitcoin was founded in 2009 and has made regular appearance in the news since its significant surge in price in late 2017. Many might assume that its recent resurgence is in the headlines, signaling yet another Bitcoin frenzy. However, there is a distinct difference this time. The current buzz surrounding Bitcoin is primarily driven by a powerful and unique factor, institutional investors. Previously, nearly all Bitcoin cycles were spearheaded by retail investors. Although retail investors constitute a substantial segment of the market and can influence significant movements, as we saw with GameStop, Institutions operate on a different scale altogether, handling billions, even trillions of dollars. They don't just influence the market, they are the market. Their involvement lends a newfound legitimacy and weight to Bitcoin. Though there have been several attempts to package Bitcoin in various products beyond merely holding the cryptocurrency, few of these offerings were user-friendly. However, this is set to change with the advent of the Bitcoin ETF. A number of funds have recently sought approval for spot Bitcoin ETFs. These are ETFs that trade directly in correlation with BTC, akin to a gold ETF. Of these, BlackRock and Fidelity are arguably the most significant. BlackRock is the world's largest asset manager, boasting $9.4 trillion under its management. It offers some of the market's most sought-after ETFs at a competitive rate, which attracts more customers. The firm has announced that Coinbase Custody will oversee its Bitcoin assets, further reinforcing its commitment and credibility into the cryptocurrency market. A question lingering in many minds is, just how many Bitcoin does BlackRock possess? Lately, there have been whispers about unidentified wallets acquiring vast amounts of Bitcoin and rumors suggesting that BlackRock has been amassing Bitcoin for several years. Fidelity, in contrast, has constructed its own unique infrastructure. Given that they've been mining Bitcoin since 2014, it's widely believed that they are well positioned to launch their Bitcoin ETF. With Fidelity Status as one of the premier brokerage platforms, linking it to its 401k offerings could simplify and secure the process of the average retail investor to possess Bitcoin. This opens up immense market potential This opens up immense market potential, enabling many to seamlessly incorporate Bitcoin into their retirement portfolio. Once spot Bitcoin ETFs receive the green light, it will be an unmistakable sign of Bitcoin's permanent foothold in the financial landscape. However, history has shown that the introduction of a new Bitcoin product is often preceded by a dip in the valuation. So we're left wondering, might this be a new era of Bitcoin adoption commenced on a subdued note? I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five
3: years
1: old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what? I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire?
3: To put out a campfire. Drown with water.
4: Stir. Drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks.
3: Learn more at smokybear.com.
4: Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
3: Hi Ari, thank you for being here. Um, what's your science article this week?
4: <laughs> science article? Is week? it
3: medical? Is it federal? It's you always have the coolest stuff. Tell me what you got.
0: We got uh, the government this time. It's not exactly a science unless you know you're trying to navigate their website to sign up for Medicaid. That okay. truly it's a is a pseudoscience. It sure is. You know, one Medicaid plan, you know, one Medicaid plan. It's not standard like Medicare.
3: No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, so how does that impact, I guess, uh, COVID or basically or did COVID have any interaction with the Medicaid, Medicare? Like, I don't know the difference between help enlighten me. Teach me something.
0: (laughs) I'm going to be old
3: soon. Let me know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no 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 so Medi- medicaid unlike medicare does not have that and even technically medicare doesn't have the age limit on it but that's easy you know there, oh, there. Okay. we're gonna get there we're gonna start with medicaid medicaid um you there's different flavors so you can get it if you're within the federal uh poverty limit you can get it there's flavors of medicaid for children so if you've heard of chip that's the children's health uh program
3: oh okay yeah
0: health insurance program. I missed the I.
3: Shh. (laughs) Hey, it was silent.
0: (laughs) It was, it was, it was silent. But um, there's different flavors of Medicaid for different needs. Um, But basically, you don't, just because you have Medicaid doesn't mean that you're within the federal poverty limit. And in fact, uh, it's a mix of children, adults, people with special needs. You can be Medicare and Medicaid and not be 65. And that's really mostly for people who have like severe issues. And okay. you don't, again, have to be over 65 for that.
3: Okay. So I a disability or something or, or mental uh, handicap or?
0: If it's mental, it's severe mental. Like you cannot do anything on your own and you require a, um, some sort of person to help coordinate your care.
3: Um, I need a secretary. Does that count?
4: No,
0: <laughs> I wish, man, <laughs> or maybe not, uh, because the wait times will kill you. Um, there are some states that are averaging more than twenty minutes in wait time for oh, wow. anyone. Yeah, the call centers are just bogged down because COVID shut down uh, disenrollment for Medicaid. So the issue is, you know, three years later, right? We now wait, call... so I mean,
3: people have been without coverage for three years.
0: No, 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 no. People have been with coverage that they may or may not have had, needed to have, rather, for three years. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah,
0: they're without coverage now and unable to get help because they can't get anyone on the phone. And if you, you know, need no. that court, that help because you can't work a computer or you don't have a computer, you're kind of messed up until you can get someone on the phone.
3: I'm surprised they haven't used AI to basically at least get them through some of the prompts to get them there. It's like, hey, that way when they get there, they at least know what the problem is or, you know, have most of the information collected.
0: You know the government, you know the government's back end is still like 1987, right?
3: Oh, I thought they were still in the 1970s. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, they still use COBOL, man. Like, I don't uh, I don't think AI is going to be an issue for them anytime soon.
3: Hey, let's keep that tandy handy, shall we?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> sorry about that. I had to do it. I had to do it. All right. Thank you, Ari, so much for joining us and telling us about this. Hopefully, uh, the people who are needing Medicare and Medicaid can get through those wait times and get the help and uh, coverage that they need. If you want to learn more about this, go to our blog at arbitragetrade.com blog. Thanks again.
0: Of Bye. course. Bye.
2: Thank you for joining us today on another edition of Arbitrage Weekend News. You can always find us at arbitragetrade.com and on all social media platforms. Enjoy your weekend.
1: Arbitrage Trade Analytics LLC is a privately held research company.